0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Strike 3 Podcast. We conclude this series of discussions about the fall season and have a conversation with Steve Mattingly, co-founder of Umpire Training Institute based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Steve is returning back to the show this year to have a conversation with us about the importance of continuous training during the off-season. Steve also talks about what camps are offered and what to expect when going to camps at Umpire Training Institute. Please welcome back to the show and enjoy our conversation with Steve Mattingly.
1: Thou search for the source of taking your umpiring to the next level has ended. Rest thou weary body and allow thou'st ears and mind to be uplifted for body and soul. For thou hast found Strike Three Podcast with your host, C.B., Enoch, and Trav. Ho, 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 righty then. Well, welcome to another splendid edition of Strike 3 Podcast. I'm C.B. I'm Enoch. And I'm Trav. Well, we're here with Steve Mattingly, uh, the owner-operator of Umpire Training Institute. Steve, welcome to the show again. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Yeah, nice to see you.
0: Good to see you, you. you, Steve.
1: So uh, you kicked off uh, UTI, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago. Is that correct? Yeah, we're in our third year now coming up. So we've got two years under our belt. So uh, give me a for instance, what was uh, was your experience as an owner-operator of a camp from the first time that you opened to now? And what are some of those lessons that you learned?
2: I think I got to go all the way back to the Arizona Umpiring Academy uh, that I created many years ago when I, when I first got out of professional baseball as an instructor at Jim Evans Academy of Professional Umpiring. Myself and a couple others uh, started the uh, Arizona Umpiring Academy. We, we wanted something big and we wanted to do big things. And, and uh, with that experience, actually, we realized that with our philosophy and our philosophy um, didn't match big meaning our focus was zeroing in and maximizing a good quality teacher-student ratio and maxing everybody's potential when it comes to getting them that one-on-one attention. And you can't do that big. And so with that, uh, the Umpire uh, Training Institute has met the mark and met our goals every year the last two years, and we're meeting them this year as well. Our enrollment is low intentionally. Uh, we cap it in between 20 and then we don't go any more than 30. And that allows us to truly give those students that one-on-one uh, attention. Not so much learning from the Umpire Training Institute, but from the umpire uh, Arizona umpire, umpire Academy that it's not about being big. It's about zeroing in that synthesis level and going a mile deep instead of a mile long and, and diluting your, your instruction, diluting your your product. Uh, we, we're in a good place. And, you know, we even get guys, I got to share this. It's funny because we get feedback on some of the social media and stuff. And like, you know, wow, look, you only got 20 people. You know, what kind of clinic is that? It's the best kind of clinic ever. For That's exactly what right. we <laughs> <You> want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We hit our goal. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, um, there's, there's always teachable moments and, and opportunities to grow and learn. Uh, and we do that through our students on our survey, uh, exit survey at the end of every clinic, and you know, and uh, we we listen to them, and you know, what what did we miss? What can we do better? And so that's where we truly grow as instructors and and providing that level of synthesis, level of instruction to make make that opportunity for those students um, maximizing their own potential. And everybody's potential is different. Not everybody's going to learn the same. Not everybody's going to produce that umpire skill set the same. So. Uh, and that's one thing we really try to maximize. So that's awesome. Because yeah, you can't take a cookie cutter and just bang them all out. You can't, Eric. And, and the thing is, uh, every play, every game, every pitch—I mean, you fill in the blank—is different. In every situation, in every difficult situation, like handling situations, is different. And you you can't go to one clinic and learn it all. It truly is. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the dance moves we're going to provide you please know the music's going to be different every single time. Right. And so um, the true trading takes place when you go out and umpire and it doesn't happen over one game, two games, one year, it happens over numerous seasons and eventually you become that season umpire that you're looking to be.
3: So we talked about this before, Steve, so thank you for joining us again. So people haven't gone back to listen to it or it's been a while. You know, you said you started this when you first got out of professional umpiring, but Obviously, you taught before. You were the gym before, so.
2: So yeah, the, my my background and experience, um, you know, you know, I was, it was high school, military, college. I played baseball in college at Arkansas State University, and my senior year, somebody asked me to umpire, and I fell in love with it. I quit playing baseball as well, and I started umpiring and went to clinics. And matter of fact, uh, mm-hmm. my senior year, I actually went in an additional semester to take out a student loan so I could go to umpire school. And so I went through that process with the umpire school, made it, did the minor league tour, went to AAA, did National League Spring Training, worked as a, a lead instructor for Jim Evans Academy Freshman Fresh and Umpire. And when I got out, I still wanted, I still wanted to, you know, you only get to keep what you give away, right? And so right. I still wanted to give Jim Evans is, is without doubt, the best umpire instructor I've ever dealt with. I mean, it's pretty impressive. But uh, to get back to um, a a short story long, right, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, the Arizona um, Umpire Academy was a good uh, time, and it was a good learning lesson, and then that dissolved, and then, you know, I helped out with uh, other national clinics throughout the nation that were well-recognized and and make a big difference in, you know, that training aspect. Uh, I got to a stage like, why, why am I doing these other clinics for other people? When, you know, I know how to do this. My background's in education. I got a master's degree in educational leadership. I've been in education for almost 23, 24 years now. Uh, you know, there is a, there's a method to the massive when it, madness when it comes to teaching. And so I uh, met with Travis Katzenmeyer, Jason Rogers, Joe Burleson, uh, Kellen Levy, and uh, a couple other guys. And I said, hey, I, I want to do this. Are you guys in? And so obviously the rest is history. And, and it is truly about giving it away. And, 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 you know, making an affordable price uh, in, in, a, in a level that you don't get lost. You know, you don't build a, structures within a structure, within a structure. It's like, no, we're one structure and everybody knows everybody and everybody's going to, at the end of that clinic, everybody's going to walk away like they cared about us. They respected us. It wasn't a cattle call. It was truly educational. And, you know, and, and I don't know if you guys know the term cattle call. It's, there's clinics out there that truly go like, Hey, guess what? We got this conference supervisor. We got this conference supervisor. We got this national X, Y, and Z. Come to our clinic. And they come by the droves. We're talking about, you know, these these clinics, 50, 80, 100, less than 1% actually get looked at and taken uh, because it's not truly. Here's the thing, guys, and and I'm going to be frank. If you got skill set to advance, and no matter what advance you're looking at, at, Little League, Babe Ruth, high school, NAIA Junior College Division Two, Three Division One. If you have the skill set to do certain levels, umpires that care enough are going to pick up that phone and make a call to that coordinator, to that conference person. To you, you fill in the blank as far as who controls the schedule. We're going to pick up the phone, and you know that's something that UTI we don't bring in conference coordinators. And what we do though, when it's over, we pick up the phone and we say, Hey, conference coordinator did you know that this umpire right here should be working division three division two division one junior college you name it like they shouldn't be not providing a product at a certain level you know if, if we recognize that but we don't advertise that guys and and obviously i'm advertising it now but but we don't put it in <laughs> writing it, it, it truly is about training it's not about hey come rub,
3: rub shoulders with x y and z person you said it before is a uh... Yeah, yeah, you're not not right in front of the coordinator when you're doing something well, but if they're there and you fall on your face, they're going to see that too. Yeah,
2: and, and, and training isn't the perfect environment to be able to have good transition, good flows. The, the mental process is different because you know it's a training environment. So right. the fluidity, the uh, reaction time, the uh, play recognition, it's difficult. You know, there's there's a lot of static going on and it's tough the music comes on when you go out on that Tuesday night and you're done with the clinic and the light comes on and you, and you start, that's what they meant by this. That's what they meant when it, adjustment, that's what they meant by play recognition. That was, you know, proper use of eyes. You know, I can keep going. Right. My, my point is it does. During a clinic, it's tough. It's tough to really expose and showcase. Uh, but over a two or three day period and the key thing for us guys, coachable, trainable. Uh, they have a positive attitude. They want to get better and they have the potential to grow. Not everybody has the skill sets right out of the gate. You know, the, the instruction piece of it and those instructors have to see like the potential in this person, you know, and it starts with a positive attitude and caring about the game, caring about other umpires and having a, a right mindset about it. So kind of rambling. I'm sorry. I apologize, Eric.
3: No, that's that's okay. That was it. a a great answer, um, full of stuff. And, um, and of course you're not looking for that. Yeah, but guy. So, no, you know, honestly, and that's something we, uh,
2: we have a, uh, a zoom meeting with all before every clinic starts and we go over some of the things and we talk about guys, there's not a lot of time. And even ladies, we have ladies that come to our clinics too. you know, let us just fill your cup up and you decide how you digest it later. We don't have time for you telling us why you did it. We already know why you did it. And we already know why you did it right or wrong. You know, uh, so I always say an example like, guys, we don't need you to tell us where an apple comes from. We know it comes from a tree. And we know the tree comes from the ground. And we know the sun and the water and earth nurtures those things. We don't need you to spend our time telling us all about that stuff. We already know it. And that's not to be Uh, arrogant. I didn't mean it that way. I apologize if it came across in sense of like, we already know it, but you know, that's one thing when we design this umpire training institute, we want better instructors than we do umpires. And granted, you guys know the background Travis Katzemeyer, four world series, worked in the big leagues. One of the best umpires I've ever seen in my entire life, my 32 years of umpiring. And he's even a better instructor, Joe Burleson. He's got five or six college world series under his belt. He's been doing this for over almost 40 years. The guy knows what it takes to be a quality umpire. Jason Rogers, you know, he's got postseason NCAA, et cetera. And and it's about truly being a better instructor than you were an umpire on the field. War stories don't don't get you better. And, and, you know, you guys have probably been to those clinics or been around those people. They're going to tell you all the war stories about what they did, what they said, and how they said it and who they said it to. But it's not about war stories. It's about quality instruction. It's about giving you information that allows you to maximize your
1: potential, no matter what happens out there. Well, Steve, speaking of quality instruction, um, I'm wondering, you know, there's different camps out there for different levels. For your specific camp, who is that built for? Who, who are your two-man, three-man, and four-man camps built for? Are they built for the little leaguers, or high school guys, the college guys, the pro guys? Who, who, who's it for? Um, So I
2: I think of two things. One is what stage are you at in your career as umpiring, meaning two-man, three-man, four-man. And then whatever stage you're at and where you need to be to learn. If you've never umpired before, with all due respect, you probably shouldn't go to a three-man or four-man clinic unless you just want to experience that. And I don't want to, you know, be insensitive. But it's funny because, you know, you have clinics out there like advanced clinic. This is an advanced umpire camp. This is an advanced, you fill in the blank umpire. With all due respect, I don't believe that there's an advanced clinic out there. There's only one way to teach somebody how to umpire. And that's the basic fundamentals. And, and you start building from the fundamentals. Because I mean, it's kind of like, you know, training people at plays at first base, using your eyes and your ears, you know, and there's a step process. Specifically, it's pretty black and white. You know, you, first of all, you have to bat a ball the origin of throw, develop your angle at first, and then you go, okay, uh, once I see a read, a good throw, a quality throw, I'm going to focus on the base, and then contrary to popular belief, players make mistakes, and they have errors, the question is, do you know what to look for on any play, and then once you know what to look for, do you know what to do once you see it, and that's the piece that, you know, somebody might say is advanced, I say, no, that's a part of umpiring, that's I can't just teach you, you know, that every play is gonna be perfect and this, this is X marks the spot. I'm gonna teach you one way and that's the only way and that is the correct way to umpire. And the advancement doesn't happen in the clinic. The advancement happens while you're umpiring over the years as you start nurturing that information and embracing it and start un- and putting it into effect in real life situations. And I say this and practice doesn't have to take place at a clinic practice takes place during a game too, you know, and, I, and I've got a lot of sayings and I don't know if I'm any of them are my original sayings, uh, but, you know, Jim Evans always used to say practice makes and he'd make everybody go fill in the blank and they go practice makes perfect. No, it doesn't practice makes permanent, you know, and the question is what's the quality of your practice. And if it's quality and it's positive, then you're going to have some good quality permanent stuff. If it's negative or failure, then you're going to have some, you know, permanent negative failure stuff. So to answer your question, Colin, I'm not convinced there's an advanced anything out there. You know, why would I keep it a secret and tell you later? You can come to my basic camp, but hey, if you want to come to my next camp, it's an advanced camp and you can come to that and we'll share some more stuff with you. No, we put it all on the line, every two-man, three-man, four-man clinic. You know, the only difference between a two-man, three-man, four-man clinic is the mechanics of it. Play recognition, play adjustment, proper use of eyes, you know, all those things, reading trouble plays, you know, handling non It doesn't matter what, two-man, three-man, four-man, it's all the same. And it all boils down to certain philosophies and and whether it's two-man, three-man, four-man, You know, it starts with basic fundamentals and they all apply to any of those clinics. Excellent. Thank you.
0: So, I got a question about, like you just said, uh, if you never umpired before, go to a two man clinic, go to a two man camp. That'll get you the basics, the fundamentals, get you started. So, say somebody's been going to a two man camp and working two man and been working some high school ball, some youth ball over the last couple of years, two or three years. Somebody's noticed that he's, Got what it takes on two man to kind of advance in the ranks to possibly doing varsity and some JC ball. What kind of advice do you have somebody who's on the fence about attending a three man camp or clinic since they like possibly have doubts that they're that good to to go on to three man.
2: Uh, the, the phenomenon of the imposter, somebody doesn't have the confidence. You know, I think it starts with the fellowship. I think it starts with making sure you surround yourself with the right people as you're growing in the empire uh, world uh, with your two men and three men. And, you, and you're, you're having those discussions, those quality, intimate discussions with your peers, you know, to help you understand that you are ready. Or quite frankly, let's be honest, sometimes it's like you're not ready. You know, right. and, it, and it takes a lot of courage to have those kind of conversations. But if you care about somebody, you're going to do that. But I think it starts right. with, you know, those relationships and conversations, you know, uh, after the game, before the game, during the game, you know, as you build those confidence, like, okay, where am I at? And then you got to say, okay, I've got the basic fundamentals down. I still have a lot to learn. So the question is, I want to advance. If I go to a clinic, there's no guarantee I advance, but at least I get some more tools and resources developing so I can start thinking about those things. And so when that opportunity comes knocking and saying, hey, we need you, and it's a three umpire game, you've got, you've got some skill sets and stuff, and, it, and you have to build on it. And going to one clinic doesn't mean you're going to the next level. It just right. means you're learning that that next stage or you, it shows that you're wanting to learn even more what you already got. So, you know, my advice is, you know, be humble. Take yourself what you're trying to accomplish serious. Don't take yourself too serious. And, you know, and make sure you surround yourself with the right people when it comes to, you know, trying to advance. And just let it happen. Let it come to you. Yes, go to the clinics. Yes, go to those meetings. Yes, find those peers that don't mind coming there guys have worked division one and there's guys that work professional baseball as well as college uh world series they'll call me and go mattingly i got a question for you Can, do you mind talking to me 30 minutes later you know we're, we're saying hey what a great conversation this is awesome you know you know get involved at that level too so uh, i think i'm answering the question uh but as far as You know, it doesn't make me right, but that's just my thoughts on, you know, before you go, okay, I'm ready to move. Let's go to a three-man clinic. Have you done some other things that allow you to have that vote of confidence that it's time? You know, you can't just go like self-proclaimed, I'm doing two-man, let's go to the three-man. So Hopefully there's some in-between conduit fellowship that's going on that I've described. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm hoping there is. But yeah, again, the fellowship, I think, is a big, important aspect of that.
2: And and we have, you know, the, the, every clinic, every single clinic, I have this thing. I have the entire class read and, um, and it basically says, don't create a false sense of greatness of yourself. In other words, don't go around thinking that you've got it all figured out and telling everybody you got it figured out when it's all said and done. The only thing that comes with an umpire uniform is a cleaning bill. You know, that's it. Not respect, not, not, good skill sets, uh, nothing. They'll figure you out if you don't have the ability. The other piece is to be honest with yourself. You know, look, at, look the man in the
1: mirror and be honest with yourself, you know, as well. Well, I definitely don't want to cut you guys short. I got to leave in about five minutes. Before I leave, I want to ask uh, Steve one more question. It, it, this encompasses a lot of different things, but uh, a wise leader once told me we're exactly who we've chosen to be by the people that we associate with and what we watch, read, and listen to. With that said, and you being an assigner yourself, what's it tell you as an assigner when you see resumes come in and you see umpires have invested in themselves by going to a camp and or a clinic?
2: It it shows they care. It shows they are investing in themselves. And when you invest in yourself, if you're truly caring, the product that you're going to give away is uh, complimentary to the game. It's complimentary to your other peers. The question is, when I finally get to see you, when I get to see you, are you going to speak with your deeds or your words or your resume? Which one one am I going to see? But that does mean a lot. When when I look at, you know, if I'm trying to find somebody, but but it's tough to measure somebody that's a good person, that's coachable, trainable, teachable, and they're in it for all the right reasons. You know, there's a lot of good umpires out there Matter of fact, you know, when, we, when I was an instructor umpire school, we'd always say, you know, I'd rather have somebody that's coachable, trainable, teachable and a good person that's an average umpire versus somebody that's really good, but their behavior is negative and not somebody you want to be around. The junior college group that I'm fortunate enough to serve, I look for good people that have potential, that want to get better, that want to come to the weekly rules meeting online instead of complaining about it, you know. Right. So that's just just my thoughts, Colin. Well, guys, I won't cut
1: you guys short, but uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I'm going to leave it to Eric and Travis for the remainder. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so glad you uh, uh, survived COVID because we need you. you. And it absolutely humbles me to no end that we are able to reach out to you and just talk to you uh, just on a whim about baseball or anything else that's really bothering us. And it's so grateful for you. Thank you Colin, so much,
3: Colin. Thank you. I, it's, it's my pleasure to serve you, my friend.
1: Thanks brother. Take care. See you I later think. guys.
3: So Steve, I think one thing we talked about, you know, fellowship and, you know, getting with your peers, what about mentors for someone try, still trying still try to move up? Oh, well, heck, we're also trying to keep moving up ourselves and get better, but. Where does that fit in on on the scale for you? No, you know,
2: you have those intangible mentors, and then you have a foremost uh, setup of mentors, like in the JUCO that we're at. We assign those new guys, uh, no matter what kind of experience they got, we want to assign somebody that knows the rope, knows the territory, knows the coaches, knows the teams, knows the off-field expectations. I think uh, mentor programs are huge uh, because we, we cannot do it by ourselves. We just can't. And, and I think that's relative to anything we do in life. I, I say there's three things you got to do to be successful. And I say this uh, to my own kids. I say this to people at work, uh, me being an executive uh, director of HR when I served 3,000 employees. And I say it at these clinics that, that, I'm, that I'm blessed to serve at is number one, if you want success, you got to always do the right thing. Always got to do the right thing. No matter... We all know what right and wrong is, Eric and Travis. We, we just do. We just do. Number two, once you figure out what's right and wrong, give 100% effort. And you can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool yourself. You know your effort, right? And then this is going to answer your question, Eric, you know, about the mentor. Surround yourself with people that love you and the things that you love. And that's, you know, my goal uh, within junior college, that we surround ourselves with people that care about the things we care about. And they care about us. I mean, you think about it. Most of our failure doesn't come doing the right thing or 100 effort. We end up surrounding ourselves with people that are negative, that are always talking about disappointment instead of solutions. You know, the trunk slammers. You know, they get there, they go work the game, they leave. You know, good game. See ya.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Good game. Bye. Good game. Yeah. So, but men, I, I think mentors play a huge, huge uh, role in in any part of our lives whether it's umpiring or work or quite frankly just having friends when we need friends sometimes sometimes we just need a friend i think that's relative like, there's times where i've had a, bit, a game that i know that maybe on top nobody recognizes it but inside i know i struggled all day and that's when i need somebody the most and that's that's the guy that i want to surround myself with that, that's going to comfort me embrace me and help me get through it and talk out loud about how can i not be there again you know yeah, you're looking at one of the guys that I call. <laughs> yeah,
3: anytime. You, know, you guys know yeah.
2: that. You guys can call me anytime for
3: sure. Going back to camps, I know it is camp season now. So when yeah. are your camps and do you still have room? So we're getting close, actually. Uh, we are doing a two-man
2: umpire uh, clinic. All of our clinics are always in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do them at uh, Arizona State University and Grand Canyon University. Top-notch facilities.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so our first clinic is coming up October seventh through the 9th, and it's a two-man clinic. In the previous years, we've done two, two umpire clinics, and one of them was for veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this year we combined it. And so if you're if you're a veteran out there and you're wanting to get involved in umpiring, or you're already in umpiring, our our rate for veterans is practically at cost. If you're a veteran. It's $125 for a two-and-a-half-day umpire clinic versus $375. You can see it's, that's a huge discount mm-hmm. for veterans. So uh, we have that. That's October 7th through the 9th. That's a two-man clinic, two-umpire clinic. And then we have our three-umpire clinic. That is October 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. So that's three-and-a-half days. So Thursday night, all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then um, that's a three-man, uh, three-umpire clinic. Mm-hmm. And then we have our four-umpire clinic, which is October 27th through the 30th. That's three and a half days as well. And those are going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. The experience that we provide truly is, a, you know, an affordable umpire training clinic. That's one of the kind of ex- educational experience. We do videos, not every single day. We're doing videos. We're, we're breaking things down. You know, we provide lunch and that's not... That's not, not that's not the hook, by the way. but <laughs> <laughs> oh, lunch, right? Well, you <laughs> hooked me. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in hey, now. You get lunch. Come on, <laughs> to the umpire. Player. You know, we go over mechanics, responsibilities, successful and quality umpire philosophy, signals, rules, uh, understanding trouble plays, plate work, non-routine situations. Uh, like I said, in-depth quality videos that we go over, and we break down interference, obstruction, uh, batter. You know, any type of interference, obstruction, box. These are all video, and we break these things down at a high level. Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sundays, in our three-man and four-man clinics, we definitely have scrimmages with Arizona State and Grand Canyon University and Junior College. That's just a small portion. We don't do a lot of games because we can't control the environment. Guys, you know, you've been to that clinic where you've done a scrimmage, and you get to do three or six outs, and nothing happens. Nothing. This is uh, a philosophy that I've carried with Jim Evans. He did, he never enjoyed doing scrimmages. We had controlled fungo set up and we can have any kind of situation we want as many times we want. We have that in the morning after lunch and then we go into those scrimmages. So that's that's what we have this year, guys. And thanks for letting me uh, share that with you. No, thanks.
0: So uh, with the, the four-man camp, is that open to everybody or do invitational or?
2: No, no, it, it's truly, it, it is truly, truly, it's up to the umpire that wants to come to decide that they should be coming to that, we don't get it in the middle of that. We don't call people and say, "Hey, you should come to this." We don't call conferences and say, "Do you have any umpires that needs training?" We truly value that we just want to have a clinic. And if you want to get quality instruction, if you want to be treated with respect and have a once in a lifetime experience, then come to Umpire Training Institute. And uh, we don't guarantee anything other than a quality time passion and compassion yeah. and an experience that, uh, when you walk away, uh, it'll be something special that you'll never forget.
0: So they can go out to, what is it? The website?
2: Yeah, it, it's umpiretraininginstitute.com. All okay. one word, umpiretraininginstitute.com. So we have a few spots left. Uh, like I said, we, it's not about numbers to us. Matter of fact, after we get to about 30, we just stop it. We, we, we shut it down. So Our ideal uh, clinic
3: is 20. We stop it after 30. That's awesome. We'll we'll make sure to put the uh, URL in our show notes. So thanks everyone. That'll be Travis. I appreciate it. Hey, no
0: problem. So thank you very much for your time. We we do appreciate. We know everybody's got busy schedules and you're recovering. So looks like you're doing well. So glad to glad to see upright and Mm -hmm. moving along and hopefully uh, if not this year, maybe next year. We can get down there and uh, join you guys.
2: We'd love to have you guys uh, as a guest. Uh, we'd love to host you. I, I appreciate you guys and your support and the relationship that you've allowed us to develop with you guys. And uh, anything that you need from us, uh, we're, we're here for you, whatever you need. Awesome.
0: Thanks, Excellent. Steve.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Steve. All right, guys. Thanks, thank Steve. you so
3: much. You bet. Yeah. Take uh, care. Have
0: a good, have a good rest you of the night and have a good weekend.
2: Thank you, guys. Good night. Mm-hmm. Good night.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strike 3 Podcast. Thank you to our returning guest, Steve Manningley, for taking time out of his busy schedule to have a conversation with us about what Umpire Training Institute has to offer this fall and what to expect at their camp. Please check our show notes for links to the website and other websites of camps and clinics available. We hope you've enjoyed our series on camps and clinics and the importance of training during the off-season and year-round as always, Strike 3 Podcast, your source for taking your umpiring to the next level. Later.
3: Oh, before you go, like all good sports officials, we value the importance of feedback. Please rate our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get this podcast. Your rating will help us improve and assist others in finding the Strike 3 Podcast. Or please feel free to email us at feedback at strike three podcast dot com. That is feedback at strike the number three podcast dot com. Thanks for listening.